1: He has exactly the things I desired most to give to Him, He has given to me, because that's who He is. That's who He is. That's because those particular things are what I value. Other people value something else because they're wired differently. But what you value, what you long to give to Him, it reflects who you are. And it also reflects, therefore, what He will bless you with.
0: David wanted to build a house for the Lord, But that wasn't exactly what God had in mind. Elizabeth and Pastor Robert will talk about things that we have desired or given up to the Lord and how he blesses us through that. We can't put God in a box. What we long to do for him, he turns around and does for us. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert and his wife Elizabeth. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert and Elizabeth with today's message.
2: Bring things into the light, be accountable, you know, do these things. And then God cuts off our enemies, you know. He trains us to live in the freedom that he bought for us, you know, to only concern ourselves with what pleases him, what he thinks. You know, what what does he want me to do in this situation? What's going to honor him in this situation? You know, what's going to please him? If he doesn't want me to build him a house, well, then I must not build him a house, even though I think it would be a really cool thing for me to build him a house. You know what I mean? It's like, no, not going to do that. Not going to do it. And I'm not going to, you know, one of the things I think part of what David was battling at that point in time, and we've alluded to it, was just his own sense of importance, his own sense of value, you know, and a lot of times we do that, you know, we... I don't know if it's cultural. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. But we, every human being seems to have a need to prove themselves. And it's no different in ministry. You know, pastors comparing notes about ministry. You know, it's like who's, who's doing the best job? Who's the most successful in ministry or, or whatever? Yeah. You know, because we compare ourselves among ourselves, which he tells us don't do that. But we do. We do. And that sense of self-worth and self Value, but what he wants us to do is keep our eyes fixed on him and then take note of the enemies that we face. Like Elizabeth said, they're coming back. They're coming back. And if they defeated you last week, then they're going to come back quickly because they want to keep working on you. But learn from your mistakes. If you had success, learn from that because you're not done. You're going to have another opportunity to to deal with them again and just keep dealing with them. You're keep never immune. With them. You're right. never
1: you're ever past the battle. It.
2: Yeah. 2nd Samuel 7:10 God says, moreover, I will appoint a place for my people Israel and will plant them that they may dwell in a place of their own and move no more. Nor shall the sons of wickedness oppress them any more as previously since the time that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel and have caused you to rest from all your enemies. Also the Lord tells you that he will make you a house. You know, God has given Israel a permanent home. It's one of the things that gets missed, you know, by the, um, all, all those who debate it. God gave Israel a permanent home, and, and he did that in part as, as a picture of our new home. You know, one day we're going to get a permanent new home where nobody will ever again oppress us or attack us. You know, there won't be any enemies coming after. We have to remember that we're not home yet. You know, that this is not home, we're not home yet. But God does intend to use the things we face to prepare us for paradise, to prepare us for what lies ahead. Somehow in His economy, the things that we learn here on earth are gonna matter for all eternity. They're gonna stay with us. He's, he's working in us in preparation, you know, for what comes next. And it's something that we have to be aware of. So often we get bogged down in this life, you know, and we, we lose sight of the fact that this is just the tiniest little beginning part. And even if if you spent your entire life on earth in struggle and strife and difficulty, if if God was doing that to prepare you for greatness on the other side, wouldn't it be worth it? Of course it would.
1: So here's what to me is the most beautiful part of this whole section of Scripture. If you look back at verse 5, where God first said to Nathan, go tell my servant David, thus says the Lord, would you build a house for me to dwell in? And and we asked, I mean, maybe you answered in question number 5, what do you desire to do for him? And hold on to what do you desire to do for him? And then look at the end of verse 11, where he says, the Lord tells you that he will make you a house. Do you see that? The Lord is like, you want to build me a house? I'm going to build you a house. What do you desire to do for the Lord? Maybe that's exactly what He will do for you. I remember when I first uh, stopped dancing, like, I don't know, almost 30 years ago now. and, And I remember making a bargain with God that night alone in my room and saying, okay, but, I will stop, but, then you have to allow me to somehow express the beauty, the love, and the freedom that I find in this dance some other way for you. If you take the dance, like if you take the vehicle, the only thing I know, then you have to do it some other way. That was sort of me building him a house. And in all the years since then, he has shown me so much more of that than I've ever been able to express, you know what I mean? He has exactly the things I desired most to give to him, he has given to me, because that's who he is. That's who he is. That's because those particular things are what I value. Other people value something else because they're wired differently. But what you value, what you long to give to Him, it reflects who you are. And it also reflects, therefore, what He will bless you with. So that's the question nine, what do you wish He would do for you? It has to do with, see how that reflects what you wish to do for Him. See how those two mirror each other. It's the most incredible thing that He gives us these desires so that he can satisfy them more than we could ever ask.
2: We're bringing it to a conclusion. Verse 12, God says, When your days are fulfilled and you rest with your fathers, I will set up your seed after you who will come from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father, and he shall be my son If he commits iniquity, I will chasten him with the rod of men and with the blows of the sons of men, but my mercy shall not depart from him. And as I took it from Saul, whom I removed from before you, and your house and your kingdom shall be established forever before you. Your throne shall be established forever. Now, our final question, who are your heirs? And we've talked about it To some extent, the people for whom you're going to give an account, that's one thing. But the people, people who are to be your heirs, who are you supposed to be investing in? You know, I I remember Pastor Joe Foch from Calvary Chapel, Philadelphia one time. The The Bible talks about the fact that a wise man will leave an inheritance for his children's children. And he said, if the only inheritance that you leave for your children's children is the kind that the lawyers have to deal with, you've not left them. The kind of inheritance that God wants you leaving. Do you understand what he was saying? If the only kind of inheritance you leave your children and your grandchildren, it's the kind that probate court and the lawyers have to contend with, what have you done? What have you done? It's all going to burn up. It's all going to go away. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of your, your talent and your intellect and the giftings that God has given you if it's all invested in the material And one of the things that our culture is really good at, one deception that the enemy has managed to perpetrate on most of the church, in my opinion, is that one. Far more energy, time, talent, invested in, no pun intended, the material, far too little invested in passing along to the younger men and women spiritual riches, spiritual wealth. And, you know, learning to live in God's presence means learning to live with that eternal perspective. It's not about this life. Yes, we're here. We have to live here. We need to be faithful here. But being faithful here is not about being faithful to here. It's about being faithful to people, faithful to God, faithful to the people He's put in our lives to, to invest the spiritual riches in them. His love is the main thing. His
0: love is the main thing. Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. This verse is from the book of Ecclesiastes, and this is at the very heart of the vision for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. Jesus